Welcome to this week's episode of Walking with the Master. My name is Ken Winter, and this week's episode is entitled, Every Assignment Has a Purpose. The psalmist David records in the 37th Psalm, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. That was true of his chosen people, the Israelites, and it is true of us today. His plans and the way he orders our steps are not haphazard. He has a purpose and a plan, even when we have no idea what it is. And the details surrounding our every assignment are very exact, though we may not recognize them. We see that truth revealed throughout the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. One of those places is in the book of Numbers as we see the Israelites' journey through the wilderness. Did you ever stop and think about all of the logistics involved in moving a group of people numbering between one and two million from Egypt to the Promised Land? I am mindful of all of the planning that went into a trip for my wife, two children, and me when our children were younger. I am also mindful of the occasional disagreement that arose over who sat where, who slept where, who got to go first, and so forth. Now imagine doing that with upwards to two million people. God was leading his people on a journey through the wilderness, and he would leave no detail unresolved. In their journey through the wilderness, as well as in ours, It is God who makes the assignments. He assigns our places. Can you imagine the quarreling that would have taken place between the various Israelite tribes if it had been left to them to determine who camped where in relation to the tabernacle? Or imagine the infighting that would have taken place over which clan and tribe got to lead out first in the journey. It's interesting to note in the Bible that God did not delegate the assignment to Moses. God knew the grief the people would give him if he chose the order. So God himself made the assignments. He appointed their positions. God named the captains of each tribe. Just like them, he alone equips, empowers, and enables each of us for the position to which he appoints us. Our God is a God of order, and there is much to be learned by looking at the order of his assignments of the Israelite tribes. As we look at their assignments, I want you to see that their pedigree determined their placement. Their position in relation to their father Jacob was a factor in their placement. Our assignment will most often be determined by our position and relationship to our Heavenly Father through Jesus Christ. Our effectiveness in the wilderness as well as in the promised land will be directly proportional to our proximity to the Father. The closer we are to Him, the more effective we will be. Secondly, God's purpose dictated their position. They were assigned not only based upon their parentage, but also their giftedness. The Lord took the tribes, with the exception of the Levites, and divided them into four groups of three tribes each. The first group was led by the tribe of Judah. 
this group camped on the east side of the tabernacle toward the rising sun. It was appropriate that this group would be first and that they be led by the tribe of Judah. The tribe of Judah was the largest tribe with the largest contingent of fighting men. Their namesake, Judah, though not the firstborn of Jacob, was the first to be given a blessing by his father. Jacob gave him a place of preeminence over his brothers. The very name Judah means praise the Lord. Their position in leadership evidenced the preeminence of praise as they and we journey across the wilderness. The Lord God Jehovah is worthy of and due praise above all else and before all else. The tribe of Judah was the tribe from which Christ would come, he who is first and last, beginning and end. The very captain named by God to lead the tribe of Judah is Nason, an ancestor of our Lord enlisted in his ancestry in Matthew chapter 1, verse 4. Issachar and Zebulun were Judah's two younger brothers, all being sons of Leah. As these tribes led the people, their very names indicated that God indwells the praises of his people, and he is a rewarder of those who praise him. The second group camped on the south side of the tabernacle and was led by the tribe of Reuben, the firstborn of Jacob. Reuben and Simeon, the secondborn of Jacob, together with Gad, came before the tribe of Levi, the third-born son of Jacob. Their names and position indicated that as they walked before the Lord, he would look upon them. He would hear them and he would bless them. Though the blessing of the firstborn had been given to Judah, their birthright as sons of Jacob had earned them this position before the tabernacle. As we walk in obedience before our Lord, we too will experience his blessing. But like this second group, our position to the Lord is unmerited favor through Jesus Christ. It is our birthright through Jesus, a birthright of grace and not of our works, lest any one of us have anything to boast about. As we see earlier in the book of Numbers, the Levites encamped around the tabernacle and carried it between the second and third groups when the Israelites traveled. This position reflected Jehovah's indwelling presence in the midst of his people. The third group camped on the west side of the tabernacle. These were the sons of Rachel, Joseph and Benjamin, the favored sons of Jacob. These were led by the tribe of Ephraim. Though he was the second born of Joseph, Ephraim was blessed before and above his brother Manasseh by their grandfather Jacob. As a result of that blessing, this tribe led this group. Their very name spoke of the father's love and blessing, even in the midst of trouble. As they journeyed in pursuit of the dwelling place of the Lord, walking in his shadow, they were constantly reminded, as well as they were a constant reminder, of the Father's goodness and compassion. The fourth group camped on the north side of the tabernacle and was led by the tribe of Dan. 
the eldest son of Jacob by Rachel's maidservant, Bilhah. The military prowess and feats of the tribe of Dan were celebrated throughout their recorded history. Their ability, together with the size of their fighting force, made them an appropriate choice to lead this last group. They, together with the tribes of Naphtali and Asher, the remaining sons of the maidservants, became the rear guard. Their names indicated that they had been judged by their Lord and had been vindicated. They had prevailed and been blessed. They were a fitting conclusion to the testimony of the grace and the mercy of their Lord as the Israelites journeyed through the wilderness. We should see one more aspect of this assemblage. Each of the four groups carried a banner. The banner was for identification, and it served as a rallying point for the people. According to rabbinical tradition, each banner carried an emblem that represented that tribe. The first group, led by the tribe of Judah, bore the likeness of a lion. The second, led by the tribe of Reuben, bore the likeness of a man. The third, led by the tribe of Ephraim, bore the likeness of an ox, and the fourth, led by the tribe of Dan, bore the likeness of an eagle. In the midst of these four emblems was the wilderness tabernacle, the earthly dwelling place of the Spirit of God. In Revelation chapter 4, verses 6 through 8, we read, In front of the throne was a shiny sea of glass, sparkling like crystal, in the center and around the throne were four living beings, each covered with eyes, front and back. The first of these living beings had the form of a lion. The second looked like an ox. The third had a human face. And the fourth had the form of an eagle, with wings spread out as though in flight. Each of these living beings had six wings and their wings were covered with eyes, inside and out. Day after day and night after night, they kept on saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, the one who always was, who is, and who is still to come. As the Israelites camped and journeyed in the wilderness, they were a picture for us even now. Of this expression of worship in heaven, of the Lord God Jehovah, as recorded by John. Every aspect of their journey, including the emblem on their banners, was a picture and an expression of worship. God desires for every facet of our journey to be an expression of worship of Him. He has placed us according to our pedigree in Him, and He has positioned us in accordance with His purpose. Be faithful in the assignment he has given you. Just like the assignments of the tribes, it is not about us. Rather, it is all about him. You can read or listen to the account of the Israelites' formation around the tabernacle in the book of Numbers, chapter 2. This episode is taken from chapter 3 of my book, The Wandering Years. Information about the book can be found on my website, kenwinter.org. Well, thanks for joining me this week. 
and I hope you'll do so again next week, as together we walk with the Master. Mm-hmm.